Hey everyone, welcome to It's My Favorite, the podcast about pop culture, life, and our favorite things. My name is Chris Williams. With me, as always, are Matt December and Beth Golpe. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a little while longer than we thought it was going to be, but... Yeah, well said. Here we are. We've endured a lot of uh, snow and cold and... Yeah, powered through the end of the winter and uh, here at the precipice of the spring it's, it's great it's good yeah how are you guys doing i'm good i just got over covid i guess I, so <laughs> oh, no good. yeah that's okay I'm, it that's was minimal nice. symptoms so feel good and uh yeah things are good just getting ready for a little trip this weekend and life's good where are you going this weekend uh grand rapids oh nice yeah, yeah, I've been there in a while. Grand Rapids, Michigan, for our uh, out-of-state listeners, our and, international uh, listeners, international listeners, and uh, yeah, I get to just hang out there for a few days and get some food and get some drinks and walk around downtown and maybe do some. Um, they call it antiquing, I guess. So you buy antiques. Oh, no. <laughs> do they call it that, or is that something else? I think that's what they no, call they it. They do. They do. It's yeah, just an okay. old person thing. So. Well, I'm an old person. I've got a lot of gray hair. That's where we prank people by like throwing flour on them, right? That's antiquing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that's exactly what I meant. That's what we're going to be doing. That's what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah. Also, you joke about our international audience, but 23% of our listeners come from Ireland. I'm looking at that right wow. now. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Um, um, my guess is they were listening to Beth talk about Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, well, that they would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Beth, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing great. Um, just having my kids spring break is like a week earlier than everyone else's spring break. So we're like in the middle of that right now. So, you know, a lot of kids. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of snow today. It was snowing a lot and I was feeling very sad because it is like March 29th. Um, so I'm just really ready for spring, just ready to move on. Yeah, it, it feels like this this winter's lasted forever, and our kids are on yeah. spring break this week, too. And, oh, really? Um, yeah, and we, we kind of lucked out in the fact that last weekend was our anniversary, so my in-laws took them, and they ended up taking them from, like, Friday night, and they just came home yesterday, which was oh really nice. Yeah, it was wow. very nice. Um, but it, I was the one home with them today, working from home while they were home. And uh, it was also a busy day at work. So my brain's a little fried. I, I might fall asleep in the middle of the call, but uh, oh. we'll power yeah. I had a similar day. There is just working from home when you need to get work done and the kids, it is just like no worse feeling. My five-year-old is still like feel I feel like he's really high maintenance. I just can't get anything done. But uh you know uh, we've had so we've had just so many snow days this year. It's it's been yes. I think my kids have had something like five snow days since Christmas. And they they entertain themselves fine when they're home. Like well I you know it's horrible but we'll turn on the TV and be just leave us alone. Um 
But a few weeks ago, my wife and I totally spaced on the fact that they had a day off school. Like two days before, we kind of figured out, oh, shit, they're off school today. And so I really didn't want to be the bad mean dad again. So I took the day off work and we went bowling. Oh, uh, that's so nice. I really would just like them to be back in school for a full week. It would be very nice. I don't know that it's yeah. happened this whole year. So Put those teachers to work. What are they doing, you know? Yeah, I know, I know, and they're paid so well. We're hey, listen, we're a very pro teacher podcast. I don't know. I know, I'm, te- I'm, yes, I'm a very, I, I can never do it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember the hell that occurred three years ago when we were trying to teach them at home, and um, I failed third grade math. So, oh my gosh, is that just like some? Is that just like multiplication stuff? It, it was division. It was long division. And my son came to me with his homework and I was getting really frustrated. So I finally just said, look, I'll do all these for you just to show you how to do them. So I did them all. And then I'm like, see, now you just pull out the calculator and you check them. And I got every single one wrong. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a reason I write wow. instead of uh, engineer. So... This is our second episode back on this podcast. So if you are just listening for the first time, it's pretty simple. We just go through and talk about all the pop culture things we are enjoying. We've each picked out one thing to talk about. And then at the end of the show, we will talk about what we're looking forward to in the next month. And um, I think we got some fun topics this month. A few that I think I've seen two of them, mine and another one. And I I don't know. <laughs> just realizing that I was really proud that one of the ones I had seen was indeed mine. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Beth, why don't you kick us off? Oh sure. So my favorite thing lately is the show Yellow Jackets on Showtime. It's a survival story of a team of high school girls, soccer players who are, um, you know, super talented. You would, you would believe some sort of champion team. Um, they survive a plane crash in the Ontario wilderness. And it sort of um, chronicles this, you know that at least some of them survive to present day because it goes back and forth between present day and 25 years prior when they survive or or during this um, crash. So it's 25 years later and it switches back and forth between the timelines and it's pretty typical like survival stuff with also like a sort of supernatural element to it. You're like kind of not sure. It's like a psychological thriller. Like they are, you don't know who's crazy or who is. There's like at one point, like they're all, they've like been taking mushrooms. There's like, or, you know, they eat mushrooms that they shouldn't have. And so you're like, people are hallucinating. People are kind of obviously like losing their minds. They're freezing to death. They're starving to death. They're, it's it's pretty wild. Um. It's actually a really kind of chillingly accurate portrayal of like teenage girl friendships, which are just awful, kind of happening in the middle of all of this too. Like I found the the portrait of their friendships to be really 
kind of pointed and heartbreaking and like so true. Um, so we have Melanie Linsky, um, Christina Ricci, and Juliette Lewis. They are sort of the three, I guess, headliners. Oh, and Elijah Wood is also in it, um, sort of briefly, but you know, I just love him. And um, I feel like the performances are all really great. Christina Ricci is just like, I'm so glad she's having a renaissance. I just uh, really love this show so much. And um, after, I mean, it's been more than a year, but uh, season two just started up last week. So I think there's two episodes out of the second season. I just like, cannot wait to see what happens. As far as I can tell, all of the girls are like anti-heroes. They're all disturbed and awful and they all do crappy things as kids and as adults. And it's just, yeah, it's just a really well-written, cool show. So I'm very curious to hear your take on it, Chris, because I, I think you have seen it or, or you have not seen it. I'm actually very glad you chose this because it reminded me that I watched the first half of the first season last year. And oh. I really liked it. In fact, I think think i was telling matt to watch it um and then i just stopped and i I Mm -hmm. don't know why and then my showtime subscription lapsed and i just never got back on it but i liked it a lot it um yeah i liked it it was kind of funny in places like i thought christina ricci is very funny in it oh yeah and I always like Melanie Linsky, and I don't know, is it spoiling anything to say that the first episode kind of hints that there might have been, like, cannibalism? And Yeah, they and, refer constantly to, like, quote, like, what happened in the, you know, in the wilderness. And at this point, I'm going to be terribly bored if it's just cannibalism. Like, I'm already <laughs> assuming, like, cannibalism is happening. Um, so... I'm like, if the, that can't be the great shame they're all carrying that we still don't know about. Like, it can't. Yeah, I mean, that's, just that's that. nothing I, to be ashamed of. Right. That's pretty bread and butter, like, sur- wilderness survival yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's just Tuesday at our house. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I really I liked the episodes a lot. I do not know why I stopped watching it. Um, so I'm really glad you brought it up because I wasn't aware it was back and I should finish that first season. Um, Juliette Lewis, I hadn't seen her in anything in a while, and she's really good. She is really so good. And, um, you know, it's it's very, like, kind of gritty and gory, too. It's, it's you know, there's some, like, um, there's, like, a pretty gnarly, like, wolf attack in it. Someone's, like, it's really disfigured. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, stitching people up and, you know, legs stuff from the crash and so it's like pretty gritty pretty like gross pretty like you know real um but uh I will say that this watching this show and thinking about it more had me researching the um survival in the Andes of that boys rugby team yeah oh the remember that happened in the 70s yeah, they well, made the movie alive out of it. Yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. the movie. I don't remember the incident because I wasn't born yet. But yeah, similar. Yeah. So it's like, I, I feel like it, it leans like kind of heavily on 
that like narrative of this like team crashing. It's sort of like what you think happened with that Andy's thing, but like the real story of what happened is actually really a lot worse and not as entertaining and just really sad and scary. Like Alive is like obviously a, a, you know, a pretty popular movie, but the true story of what happened to all those boys is just like really a nightmare, even worse than, than you can imagine and how they survived. But so now I'm really into like survival stories and have been, I also recently um, read again that, you know, that what's that one about the one guy that survives and they made that movie and it's super controversial or doesn't survive. He, he goes off the grid and, um, and he dies in Canada. Into the wild. Um, into the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a very good um, movie and book. Yeah. if, If anyone is interested in, uh, the podcast you're wrong about, which is a really popular podcast, but they do an awesome like two hour long episode about flight 571. Uh, and it's really super interesting how people actually do survive in these kind of situations. Um, what's the, and, what's uh, the trick? How do you survive? What's like the one takeaway I need to know? Um, like luck mostly oh luck oh and uh i mean like would you think like well i guess half of us should sleep and the other half of us should like rub the other half's feet so that they don't like die in their sleep of like losing circulation wow like because they were so cold yeah the one half would tie to to sleep and then the other would like be rubbing their feet and rubbing their legs so that they wouldn't freeze in their sleep wow and then they would like take turns like you get a foot massage and keeps you alive. Um, and they would like pee in the snow to see how far deep the snow was, or to see if they could like find their dead team members underneath the snow. Like, wow. yeah, because they couldn't dig, and uh, lots of avalanches and stuff like that. It was pretty. Um, like people with really horrible injuries that were just in comas because it was so cold. And then they would like wake up from the comas and be like missing part of their, you know, skulls. Oh, just, yeah. I mean, just really awful and gory and, uh, definitely never flying in a small plane again, ever. Um, so, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, how, how gory is this yellow jacket show? I have not watched it. My wife watched the whole is all caught up without me. She didn't watch any of it with me. She wouldn't wait. I wouldn't say gory. I would say gritty. Okay. I think that would give you a better description of it. Yeah, based on what I saw, I would I would agree with that. The first episode, I thought, hinted that it was going to get a lot gorier. But it doesn't. doesn't really. The first episode no, is the okay. worst. The first episode is where it really hints at the cannibalism. The, the, literally within the first five minutes of the first episode, you see like that somehow they're they are in like two clans or one group of them is hunting the other group of them like this is within the first five minutes and then they sort of never then it sort of starts from the beginning and we don't know how they got to that point yet um but they're like setting traps for for each other or for big animals or whatever wow Um, interesting they're wearing you know really creepy animal masks and what? kind of losing their grip on reality like towards uh the part where you know the first season leaves off 
And then um, they're sort of also like solving a weird mystery um, as adults. Yeah, there's ghosts sort of, and stuff you said, I guess. So and there's not ghosts, but I don't. Oh. There, there is like oh. a supernatural element um, that it will, and you're like, I don't know if it's a supernatural element or if they're all just crazy, just which is crazy. all you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's so good. So that's it. Watch it. Yeah, I need to. I need to finish that first season. Uh, and that is on Showtime, correct? Correct. Highly recommend. Can you also watch it? Does it also go on the Paramount Plus app? Because I know that's part of Showtime too. And oh, then I have you to know, get a I, Showtime subscription. I could just renew my. I Paramount don't know. App. I have. Um... I have Paramount Plus, but I don't know that, Chris. Okay, I I can do the research. I can do the legwork. Uh, let's do it offline. Offline. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, I don't think it is on Paramount Plus, but. All right. Well, that's a good pick. That is a very Thanks. good pick because Thanks, it, it gives me homework. Matt, how about you? What do you got for us? Oh, I'm going second. I thought I was going third. No, you're uh, going second. Shit. My pick Language. of the month is the. You already said it once. I wanted to say it once. I guess I did. Uh, is the HBO satirical black comedy drama Succession. Um, and this is just entering its fourth and final season. Um, the first episode of this last season just just premiered within the last few days as we're recording this. Um, and the premise is that uh, the, the the show centers around this family, the Roy family, who owns a large media conglomerate, and the father played very very well by uh brian cox um is kind of near the end of his life he's you know he's an older guy he's experienced some declining health and he's got four children who are in the process of uh trying to determine what their future holds as it relates to the company to their vast fortune to each other to their father um and so yeah i mean that's essentially the, the show uh, it's won a number of awards um, over its first three seasons. I suspect it'll win many more for this, this uh, season, um, including golden globe, primetime Emmys, um, best actor, best series, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, really, really well done show. Uh, it's produced by, and every time I see it in the opening credits, it's I, I like, surprises me almost every time uh, it's produced in part by will ferrell and adam mckay and um i think oddly enough a lot of i i don't know this for a fact i'm just guessing but i think a lot of probably adam mckay so as you may recall adam mckay was involved with um a number obviously a number of projects as a as a writer and a director but <clears throat> he was uh he had some projects um, in and around this concept of money and wealth. And, um, you know, he made this movie, the other guys with Will Ferrell and yeah. the big short and um, with, you know, that uh, about the 2008 housing bubble with, with quite a few people in that. In any event, I think his kind of interest in that um, and his, his writing style and his, you know, his uh, sense of humor kind of um, you kind of see that in this show. Um, it's a hell of a cast. There's just a ton of really talented people involved in it. Um, Kieran Culkin, um, Peter Friedman, 
Natalie Matthew Gold, McFadden. Matthew McFadden. Just uh, my dream boat, Mr. Darcy. Alan, Matthew McFadden is great. Alan Ruck. He's so good. Uh, Jeremy Strong. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't So there's just like a ton of really talented people involved in it. And um, and yeah, and like I said, so it's coming, it's the start of the fourth, fourth and final season, which they've already, you know, that's... Uh, that's not a shocker. They they announced that last year that this was the last season, and um, it's even even now. I think it's like if you're if you've not watched any of it and you have the time, I would honestly be like go back, watch the first three seasons. It's only ten episodes a season, and they're about an hour an episode. Catch up on the first three seasons and try to like watch this last season as live as you can because I, I honestly think it's really worth it. Um, it's a really, really funny show. It's really, there's just some really moving performances and, um, you know, it's family and isolation, you know, living in isolation and um, your relationships with your siblings and your relationships with your parents. And um, it's really, yeah, it's just some really compelling writing, really compelling performances. And I laugh out loud I don't know, at least a half a dozen times an episode, which is more than I could say for more, most uh, modern comedy shows, sitcoms, I guess you might, you might call them a sitcom, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, have you, the one of you watched this? I don't remember. Chris, you haven't watched it, right? I haven't watched it. Uh, it's Why not? Been a, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know, honestly. Like, it's been on my list of, oh, I probably got to catch up on it. And then I kind of start to resent shows when they're on the list that long. Like, well, if it's so great. Why haven't I watched it? Like, be great. <laughs> oh, it's, the show's, it's the show's fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. the show. <laughs> but I think part of it is I'm still trying to make my way through The Sopranos, oh, um, okay. which Get I just it. I just started like season five of that. And that show I had to take a long break from because everyone in that show is so awful. And well, I don't know that I wanted to, to to step from that into another show where people are awful, even if yeah. I can laugh at the awfulness. But I do like Adam McKay. Um, I even liked Don't Look Up, which I know a lot of people hated, but I, yeah. I, I liked that a lot. Um, and the big short, um, I never saw his Dick Cheney movie. But uh, I also thought, Oh, well, it seems very much like, and I, I'm probably completely wrong. It seems like a slightly more serious version and grounded version of Righteous Gemstones. You know, it's, it, which so, I love, but. Yeah. It's oh funny my gosh, that you Righteous say Gemstones. That, which I read just Gemstones, which I love. I think the first season of so Righteous good. Gemstones is probably maybe the best season of television ever. Uh, but yeah, I could see that. There's a lot of like crossover and that, you know big uh, money and the patriarch of the family and is kind of on his way out and how the, those children kind of deal with, with that and the succession of the, that, that particular empire. So yeah, there's a lot of crossover. It's not funny. Like, uh, like that show is, but it is very funny. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I mean, I'll get around to it. I'm sure you will. It sounds like you will. Yeah. Yeah. Just 20 years down the line. Beth, what about you? <laughs> I have seen, I watched the first season and then I think I missed the second season and then I watched the last season with my wow. husband, like most of it. Oh, okay. Um, I, think, okay. I also like it. 
but like, um, I cannot identify a reason where I didn't like watch it on my own. It was just like Chris was really, really into it. And whenever I would sit down and watch it with him, I was like, this is good. Or like, this is cringe. As the kids would say, there was some episodes last season, like Matt, that birthday party episode when I was like yeah. going to there's... climb out of my skin, it was so cringy and awful. And like, yeah, there, um... there's some, yes, there's definitely some like really top tier cringe in this show. Like <laughs> there's a, I don't remember which season it is. I think it might be the second season. Maybe it's the first season. They're just remember. so they were the, they that one the character of I guess he's like sort of the main protagonist brother I, at least from yeah. what I can see is such a douchebag. Uh, are you talking about the character Kendall Roy played by Jeremy yeah. Strong? I assume mm-hmm. so. He's interesting because he's Jeremy Strong's like a and, um, method he's actor. a method actor. Yeah, so he's like a really which... interesting guy in and of himself. Uh, but the character he plays is really like a really compelling character because he's got addiction problems and he's got problems with his relationships with his, his ex-wife and his kids and something happens in one of the, the I believe the first season or the second season that kind of sends him careening in a really bad place. And But he has so many incredibly cringeworthy moments. Um, there's a scene where he's rapping to his father. Oh, gosh. At, I've uh, seen that on like, TikTok. Yeah, and uh, it's it's like like so I don't like cringe that kind of cringy stuff so much. I mean, it's fine. I, I'll watch it, but it like gets so far beyond that. You like, I just was found it so compelling. Um, and he's really into it, man. <laughs> Jeremy Strong is really into it. Yeah, it's, you it's, can it's, so, you can tell too. I mean, he's really really good. Yeah, um, very, very he good. is that guy for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Matthew McFadden and like cousin Greg, just such a delight like yes my husband was saying today like uh hbo just didn't even know what they were stumbling on when they cast those two like they just seemed like they were made for each other like yes um that is really something special they have going on which is two kind of like ancillary characters but they're in every episode but they're just not part of the family and anyways i agree Totally funny. One of those things where it's like it can't be good if that's so many people think it's good. Um, but it is. It's just, yeah, it is. it's good. Yeah. I'm looking yeah, forward to watching the rest of the season. Yeah, the first first season or the first episode of this last season was top notch. So, yeah, I'm excited for Sunday. Uh, maybe once I'm done with the Sopranos, I will. Uh, maybe I'll give it a, a, a try between Sopranos season five and six. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can't spend much time with The Sopranos. I, I love that show, but I feel dirty every time I watch it. Yeah, you're gonna feel dirty watching this too. Okay, great. Well, at least it'll be a different type of dirty. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I've heard a lot of good things about Succession, so I will have to uh, add that to the ever-growing list. Shoot, do I prioritize that or Yellow Jackets? Ooh, that's, I've not Yellow seen Jackets of not that hard to watch. I mean, there's not that many episodes of Yellow Jackets. Yeah, so that's true. I'd say do and Yellow Jackets first. I'm already halfway through the first season anyway, so I got that head start. So we're so behind on TV. Like my wife and I just started the second season of Only Murders in the Building, 
Um, oh my and, gosh. and we wow. only we only did that like we loved the first season and then we just kind of never got around to it and then i saw a preview that season three was coming soon i was like oh i never watched season two we should do that yeah i just referenced only murders in the building just today and was thinking about that show they're so like good. us they're just like us what a treasure <laughs> yeah. well that's good man they're very good um i guess it's my turn um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change the pace up a little bit. I'm gonna go from an hour long show to a half hour long show. Uh, and I have been watching the Apple TV Plus comedy Shrinking, which just had its first season finale uh, last week. Uh, this stars Jason Segal um, as Jimmy. He is a psychiatrist who. When we meet him, he's in a rough place. His wife has died a year ago. He's kind of hit rock bottom. He's, you know, kind of lost himself in drugs. And he's being a pretty bad father to his teenage daughter. Um, But we meet him just in time for him to kind of snap out of it and have this epiphany that he's going to start telling his patients what he thinks they should do, um, which gets him into all sorts of trouble with his colleagues played by Jessica Williams, who you might remember from The Daily Show, and Harrison Ford, who you might remember from being Harrison Ford. Um, <laughs> the show the show is from, it's from Bill Lawrence, who created Scrubs. He's one of the producers of Ted Lasso. Uh, it was also created by Brett Goldstein, who is on Ted Lasso. He's the head writer on this. Um, and I'll be honest, like, I had this as a possibility to talk about on the last episode we did but at that point there were only like two episodes out and i wasn't quite sure how i felt about it um i really like the cast like jason seagal is someone who i i've liked in pretty much everything i've seen him in like all the way back to freaks and geeks and how i met your mother and forgetting sarah marshall <laughs> um and he also he brought back the muppets so i'm like, yeah so where's the muppets cool. at yeah um so and, and i like him he played he i think he's very funny but he plays vulnerable very well and and i i think he has he he's much better i think at the serious stuff in the series than he is at the comedy he's kind of um kind of playing a raw nerve. And I, I think he's very good in that. Uh, Jessica Williams is really fun to watch. She just has a lot of energy and charisma. Uh, and and yeah, and I liked watching the main characters kind of interact, but the actual story of the show kept getting in the way of what I was enjoying about those first two episodes um, because I'd be enjoying watching Jason Segal and Harrison Ford banter back and forth. And then it would have to stop and be like, well, now he's going to tell this lady to leave her loser boyfriend and we'll see what wacky hijinks that gets. Um, and the nice thing is about three or four episodes in the show kind of pushes the plot to the background. Yeah. It becomes a little bit more of a hangout show and yeah. everyone, uh, everyone in it. I, I know you didn't care for it. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but everyone in it, I just had so much fun watching. Um, I think Harrison Ford, this is the best I have seen him in a very long time like especially when he's not you know leaning on being indiana jones or han solo um he he's really funny but he's also very touching in this he he plays a psychiatrist who has parkinson's and he's kind of grappling with that he's estranged from his daughter um but he's 
he's also like he's he can play the serious moments well but he's also very funny um harrison ford has kind of this dry wit that i've always liked but he's also at times like really silly in this and he doesn't he doesn't kind of hide behind the i'm harrison ford i'm not gonna goof around like he he lets himself be silly and funny and uh krista miller who you might remember from drew carey show and scrubs she plays the nosy neighbor and i really liked her and it really just becomes this show about all these people who are broken and have their own hangups and they're hanging out together and they're healing together. And I really liked it. I I might be hitting my old man stage of, well, I just want everyone to be happy and, and healing and come together and, and, you know, find their path. Um, and, and I'll admit I was getting choked up near the end. Oh, um, uh... And then this is giving me Ted Lasso energy. It's no. very uh, no, no. I think it's very similar. It's very earnest. Um, I think Ted Lasso is a little bit t- like the world's a little bit cartoonier in Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is a little bit more serious in places, but mm-hmm. same thing, same thing. It's very earnest, very you know. You feel good. You're feeling helpful. good watching it. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt well, really happy yeah, by the end. Of- um, and then the season finale and I thought was going to end on a note where I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. I feel happy and they could just end the series here and I would be happy. And then it has to toss in a beat that goes back to the stuff I didn't like uh, that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But no, I, I enjoyed this show a lot. Matt, why, why'd you hate it? I didn't hate it. I No, I, there was enough in it to like. And I think like you said, I liked the performances. My problem was, my problem was the, I just don't think it wasn't it's a pretty loose show and then I don't I, so some of the stuff you're talking about as problems are things that I just was like as like a like like you're saying there's a couple episodes at the beginning where the, the like the premise is like a Jason how do you say his last name I always want to call him Seagal I want to call him Seagal but it might be Seagull and I don't know Seagull we'll say I Seagull. hear it Seagull in okay. like Seagull. popular okay. media because I was going to call him like Steven Seagal you know that's all right, right? let's and go like... back let's go back the last 10 minutes and re-record that and I can pronounce it right. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I don't know what it is all right so, <laughs> so Jason Seagull sure is it Seagull like a bird <laughs> <laughs> okay so anyway his character you introduce this character because and he's because part and part of the way you introduce him is he's out of control, drunk slash high with hookers because he he can't deal with he can't deal with the you know the loss of his wife and you know the the the, the that whole thing right and then pretty quickly that goes away yeah yeah it does and then there's the, then it introduces this thing about yeah oh he's gonna start he's going to really change up how he gives therapy to these people, really get involved in their lives. And like you said, pretty quickly that goes away. So they've like set up this character whose whole, a lot, his identity is based around like dealing with loss and like being a therapist. And almost immediately they throw all that stuff out. And then I'm not quite sure what to do with him. Like he's just kind of a guy, right? Like, there's a there's a moment in the I, I'll say the fourth or fifth episode I don't know it doesn't matter where his he's kind of having this confrontation with his daughter who is an incredibly annoying character by the way uh, I, I like she's easily the worst part of the show but uh, we don't we can get back to that if you want where she's complaining about how he's never around and how he never is there to go to her soccer games or whatever 
And as far as we can tell, he's only seeing like three patients a day. What is he doing with the rest of his time? Those right? Are like, long, they're long appointments. No, they're not. They're like less than an hour. <laughs> I know this because they make a point of that whole joke about, well, your time's up, you know? Like, I don't, it's, it, it sets up these like, I don't know. It's very strange. Like, the show no, I... sets up these things for him to be like his struggle, and then it almost immediately tosses them out. So I'm like, this guy has no struggles at all. He's rich. He seems to be doing just fine with the death of his wife, as far as I can tell. He has no reason not to be involved in his daughter's life, but for some reason he's just not. Like, there's just no, I don't know. It's just, it's all very, like, mealy and unsatisfying to me. And I I feel like the show started wanting to be a darker thing. Like, I've heard interviews with Brett Goldstein where he's like, oh, yeah, it was really going to be dark at first, and the therapist's wife was going to have been murdered by one of her, his patients. And that, like, wow. that's a much darker show. So I think that's it's a very dark show. Yeah, I think it started being one of those things where it's going to be a more, you know, weightier comedy. Like, you know, half the comedies now have to make you cry. But uh, I think what they figured out probably halfway through was they had this really good cast who was really good together. So why not let them hang out more? Like, I yeah. honestly thought Harrison Ford was going to be a two-episode guest star because he's Harrison Ford, right? Right. And he gets a substantial arc throughout the whole season. He does, yep. And he's really good. Um, and Jessica, like, I think Harrison Ford and Jessica Williams are actually better than Jason Segel. Um, they're both characters I like a lot. And they they just kind of experiment and find a lot of humor with how they pair different characters up, like Krista Miller and Jessica Williams have really fun chemistry together that I liked. And um, there's a patient who comes to live with Jimmy that is <laughs> pretty sure, like very unethical. And I, I was kind of, where are they going with this? And he kind of gets over everything pretty quickly about halfway through and is just like, I used to be angry, but now I'm going to be a caterer. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That all, there's a it, line in the there's a line in the finale, the last episode of the season. Not to keep harping on this, where the the Stephen Seagal character, what's his name, Jason Seagal? Yeah, he he says something about how oh, I, I bet Harrison Ford's character is he's been mad at me because of the way I been dealing with all my patients and throwing out all of the playbook and doing it my own way. And I'm like, we haven't seen this guy with a patient in like six episodes. Like, I forgot that was a plot point of this. And it just seems very disingenuous. Like, they're like, like, oh, the writers think we're stupid, right? Like, I, I don't know. Just, I, I, there's a lot about it I like. Again, because I, as you're saying, the cast is very fun when they're together and there's good chemistry. And, but there's so much, something about the writing is just leaving a little bit to be desired to me. I think they were trying to figure out what the show was and let the cast gel. And they decided to let the show be something else. And I like what the show was like. I, I think that's what it was. I, the, yeah. I can see where the writing struggled, but I just like these characters and hanging out with these characters. And yeah, the room got dusty for me a few times in those last few episodes. And it made me feel good. It, it made me feel the way a good Ted Lasso episode does. Um, and, you know, I don't have a lot of that now because I've only watched one episode of Ted Lasso's new season because they're like 45 minutes long. Yeah, they're long. Does not uh, long. make me happy. Beth, have you seen this? I think you're on mute. 
Sorry, sorry, gang. There you go. Um, I have not seen it, and yeah, I kind of immediately knew I probably wouldn't watch it because I just kind of choose pretty carefully, and I go, eh, Jason, Jason Siegel, eh. You know, he's okay. I like him in the Muppet stuff, eh. but um, you know, makes me just feel meh. But this doesn't really make me want to watch it more. This banter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. I really like Jessica Williams though. And she has a really good podcast. I like her a lot. I liked her on the daily show and I think she's very funny. I like her energy. Um, yeah, she's, yeah. Good. she's good. Maybe I if so- I'm um, laid up or, or injured and I, and I just, I'm like just watching TV for just weeks straight. I'll throw that in the rotation, but uh I will say, I think it's worth it just for Harrison Ford, who um, I, I, I just, it, it kind of, maybe I'm just, it's just because my expectations were low for Harrison Ford in a sitcom. Um, yeah. Like, oh, I, he, yeah. He brings it. He's, he's really good. And really? Yeah. 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 He's good. Got me a little more excited for Indiana Jones five. Yes. So well, yeah. I agree. I'll agree with that. So that is shrinking. It is on Apple TV Plus. It was also just renewed for a second season. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Oh, Matt, good, to, good for them. Matt might not. Beth will uh, ignore it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it'll be fine. It, it, that's all good. <laughs> so those are three TV shows. I, it's kind of fun that we all had TV shows this week, but the, this might have been the second episode in a row where we all had TV shows. So it's Ooh. not that, that original. No, I had movies so, last time. That's right. You did. That's right. You did. Um, so we tend to close by looking at the month coming up and seeing the things we are excited about, the things we might end up talking about next month. So, um, Matt, what are you looking forward to in April? Well, Chris, that's, I'm so glad you asked. Well, you know, uh, I don't steal mine. I have a feeling he's going to steal mine too. (laughs) You do? Why is that? Uh, Just, just say what it is. I honestly did was I was looking at a list of movies coming out in April because oh, okay. I, I was like, oh, what comes out next month? Uh, and so uh, for me, the movie that I'm <laughs> mostly <laughs> the movie that I really am looking forward to Don't seeing do it. is I'm just, just still scrolling, still scrolling is the film. We really uh, do our homework. <laughs> I forgot we did this part of the show, frankly. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an answer. What What movie are you guys looking forward to coming out next month? I never said mine was a movie. Oh well. What are you looking forward to in April? Beth, why don't you go first? Oh, come on, Mario the Mario movie. Oh, the Mario so movie. Oh, that's a good. I considered that. I considered that. That's a I'm good so answer. I'm so excited. I know everyone is like talking trash about Chris Pratt's terrible Mario voice, and you know what? I don't care. It's fine. And the trailers got me so hyped. My kids are so excited. I'm so excited. I am such a, um, you know, I was a Nintendo kid. We were not allowed to have Sega. It was too real looking. And Is <laughs> <laughs> there an actual true. hedgehog on our TV? Yeah. It's, it's true. She too might violent. turn into the altered beast. <laughs> they were like Mortal Kombat has like blood in it. It was just like too much. Um, yeah, fair. So, yeah, I am so pumped. Um, I'm trying to get, like, a bunch of us to 
together to go see it. And I'm not kidding. I literally was like, maybe I'll dress up like Princess Peach for this movie premiere wow. because I am. Wow. I, know, I am. That's dedication. I am so. I know. I am so excited. Um, like I've played all the Mario games. Uh, oh. You know, I played huh. Mario Odyssey for the for the Switch. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, like I said, I am. I'm really excited. I think it's so fun and uh, overdue. The voice acting is also very funny, and I just love the whole thing. I love it. I will say it is a crazy thing to take your kids to a movie, to be in a movie where there are a bunch of kids in the audience and see that trailer come on and the energy in the theater goes crazy when they play that trailer. Like this movie is going to make a billion dollars just on kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not even with nostalgia, those aren't even nostalgia dollars. Like it's just kid dollars. Yeah. And I don't quite like, yeah, Chris Pratt doesn't, do the Mario voice, whatever. But why are people upset about that? But everyone is cool with Charlie Day being Luigi. Like, don't you got to pick one or the other? Like, Charlie right. Day. I mean, Charlie Day is actually Italian, but uh, Chris Pratt is Norwegian, I believe. Yeah. But, but whatever. Then none of them are going to sound like you know the stereotype that Mario is. Right. <laughs> It'll be fine. The Italian plumber. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think, and Jack Black's in it. I love Jack. Jack Black. Black can't get enough Jack Black. Love Jack Black. Um, I saw Seth Rogen was in it because he was doing like a he was doing an ad spot for Nintendo, like in my. He's email. Donkey Kong. Oh, okay, so yeah. um, yeah, I'm just stoked. It'll be my second uh, Mario Brothers movie to see on opening night, so or opening weekend wow, at least. Wow. Because oh. I I was one of the ones there in '93 for uh, the. Uh, Were really? Yes, oh. I was for the Bob Hoskins John Leguizamo uh, classic. Wow, oh, claim to fame. Yeah. It's been a real drought for kids' movies lately. Um, Puss in Boots was like literally it. Uh, yeah. We saw Strange World and Puss in Boots, and maybe that's it in the last like literally the last six months. Yep. So Puss in Boots came out. We saw it over Christmas, and there has been nothing out for kids since yeah. then. Yeah. So same. It is time. Matt, did right. you find one yet? I got my answer. Uh, this is a weird answer. Okay. Uh, I am very interested in the movie Bo is Afraid, which mm-hmm. is the uh, A24 uh, film starring Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and it's the premise is that he is dealing with some sort of paranoia and trying to get home after his mother passes away. And uh, I don't know if either one, have either one of you seen the trailer for this? No, no but this is by Ari Aster who did Hereditary and yes. Summer, correct? Correct. So I knew it was giving me anxiety first for some reason. I yeah, feel it in my stomach. It's been described as Truman Show. If Truman Show was a horror movie, um, hmm. it's a horror comedy. Um and if the trailer is just bizarre, uh, and the film looks incredibly bizarre, um, and so I, I don't know why it seems it just seems very interesting to me. Um, now, having said that, whether I ever actually see it in theaters, that's up in the air. I mean, my history of seeing movies in theaters the last few years is not good, so there's a chance I will not see this in theaters. But that is my pick for April. 
that is a pick you will have to dedicate some time to because I'm looking on IMDb and it is three hours long. <laughs> wow, <Ew>. that <laughs> is a long time for a movie call that has been described as Truman Show, but a horror movie. I yeah, haven't even seen a trailer for this yet. Oh, but yeah. Richard, I can't Kine, believe you guys aren't seeing John Wick. Isn't that out? That Isn't came out last week. Big Wickheads. It's already out. It's out. We've already, it's already been out, Beth. Yeah, I'm gonna like, look forward to something that's to already it? come out. I've seen it. I've seen it and reviewed it. It is fantastic. Oh, is there any place I can see that review, Chris? Uh, You at the end of the podcast, I will let you know right where you can see that review. It'll be fine. Perfect, Um, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, Matt, I really thought you were going to pick mine, and you might kick yourself when I say it because I know you are a fan of this show. Yeah, Um, it's a show I think we actually talked about in an earlier iteration of this podcast. Yeah, Um, and like Succession, it is another HBO show coming back. For its fourth and final season, oh, I am yes. talking about Barry, which comes yes. back April. 16th. I forgot about Barry. Um, I'm oh, glad you yeah. did because, uh, yeah, I, I really like Barry. It is, of course, Same. Uh, Same. Bill Hader as a reluctant hitman who's also an actor. Um, yeah, I think you I, mean hunk man. Oh, right. no, that that's I said Bill Hader, not Stephen Root. Oh. but. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah i i've loved every season of barry i think it is a show that gets better each season um yeah. last season just it shredded my nerves in places it was really dark and intense and yet still very funny at the same time um so i'm very curious to see how they wrap everything up i thought yeah you could have ended season three and had it been the end of the show and I would have been fine with it. Same um, but yeah, bring back Bill Hader, bring back Henry Winkler, um, bring back oh, the actress who plays his girlfriend, who I am forgetting, but was fantastic last season. Um, oh gosh, this is going to kill me. Sarah next Goldberg. No. Okay. Yes. Mm, yes, you're right. Sarah Goldberg. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that whole show is great. I love that yeah. show. I'm sad to see it go, but. I, I'll be happy to watch everything. Yeah, I hope we got a chance to talk about it uh, on this podcast because I, I really, uh, yeah, I really like that show a lot. I and I, as and like you said, it gets better every season. I left the first season of that show feeling very like I, I don't know what to make of this, and then the second season I was like, wow, that was really good, and then the third season blew me away. And I, I, I um, yeah, I'm very, very excited about season four. And this might actually be something that all three of us actually watch, like the first thing that all three of us watch. It Ooh, might be, well. yeah. Well, I'm excited for the three of us to talk about it. Thanks. All right. Well, that will have to be around tax time, uh, which will be next month. <laughs> so thank you guys for taking time out of your schedules to uh, to do this again tonight. I had a great time as always. Um, we used to end this show by saying where we can find you guys online, but you guys seem to be like hiding online. And uh, I know Matt sometimes pops up in my Facebook and likes stuff, but uh I think that's about it. So I'll just plug myself here. Um, you can continue to find this podcast and my other podcast. We're watching here, right here at Criticisms. Go ahead and hit subscribe. Um, and then you can also read my reviews of new releases over at Cinema Nerds. That's Cinema Nerds with a Z. And right now you could uh, you could read my review of John Wick Chapter 4, which I gave four and a half out of five stars to. Um, you could also read my review of Creed 3, which I gave four out of five stars to, or my review of Scream 6, which I saw. Um, 
and we will see you guys or talk to you guys next month. Thanks so Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. You're the best.